0: just getting ready to go to sleep. And I thought I would call and leave you a message because I love you. And, well, you ever heard of Rudy Kurniawan? So he was this Indonesian guy who had come over to the U.S. and attended Cal State Northridge. And he's younger than me. He was born in 76. But he was deported in 2001. Well, he was noted he was denied citizenship in 2001 but in 2003 he just said not to go and at that point he started buying wine and not just regular wine not two buck chuck or anything no like top end bordeaux wine and in particular he really specialized in one very famous burgundy producer named domain de la romanie conti and he became known as Dr. Conti, because he was getting so much of this. He was spending up to a million dollars a month buying auction lots. That's huge. Now, this is actually after the beginning of and coming towards the middle-late portion of that whole thing with the Hardy Rodenstock uh, entire wine fraud and the Jefferson bottles, which I talk about in my book, as you well know. (laughs) But one was buying all of this wine. And people said he might have had the greatest cellar in the world. The world! And this made him super popular. Now, he was spending all this money, like, real actual money to buy these expensive bottles. But he was also selling wine. And this, I have a theory on that one. I think he was buying super expensive wine just to have the bottles. So, He would make all sorts of deals, and he co-signed some wines, and he offered eight magnums of Chateau Le Fleur. And we had that, remember? (laughs) And after the sale of these eight magnums, super, super, super high-end, I mean, the auction made, like, $35 million. He ended up getting a big-ass loan, like, for $8 bucks, which allowed him to buy more wine, which allowed him to do more sales. But... Guys like this always sort of operate on the knife edge. And in 2007, he offered a bunch of 1982 Chateau-le-Pin at Christie's. You and know, Christie's and Sotheby's have their huge wine fight. Uh, which one is, you know, the better auction house? And they both have their masters. And so this one was the first one that really got questioned. Because Chateau-le-Pin contacted the house and said that the bottles were fake. And Christie's, to their credit did a review of the bottles and withdrew them from the auction. And the reason why was because their wine, their big wine guy, David Molyneux Berry, who is super cool. He's not David Broadbent cool, who was the guy at Sotheby's, but he's pretty cool. But he knew that there were only five of those Magnums ever produced in 1947. He was offering to sell eight of them. Go figure. Again, 2008, he tried to offer some things and again, these were withdrawn But what ended up happening was, so he lived up in Arcadia and, you know, that's over by uh, Humboldt State and all that. And eventually, after all these issues, he had apparently sold wines to David Koch, who filed a lawsuit or Coke or whatever you want to say. And in 2009, he said that he knowingly sold fake bottles to him. And by 2012, auction houses and Uh, dealers all figured he was faking it. So in March of 2012, they ended up going and raiding his house. And what they found was ridiculous. So they found a bunch of bottles, of course. This made sense. Some were real, some were fake. What's interesting is they also found things that could be used to make wine labels. (laughs) And this is really cool. He actually did laser printing of them. Now, Super high-end printers will allow you to be able to go and make really, really accurate-looking labels that are difficult to notice. Not impossible, but difficult. And most of the people who were looking at them wouldn't go down to that level for, you know, investigation, partly because they didn't want to know. So what he would do – this is actually really cool – he would, at times, remove the labels from empty bottles that he had purchased of old vintages, reattach them to similar-looking bottles of newer vintages, or just inferior vintages from that same period. That is what got him. Label fraud is bad, but since he was selling them through mail, he also got from mail fraud. And yeah, he was buying inexpensive burgundies and relabeling them with much better things, sometimes using real labels, sometimes using fake labels that he would make himself, but in twenty thirteen they also got him for shelling for selling a jeroboam of Chateau matin Rothschild from nineteen forty five and he did that in twenty in two thousand and six for like seventy thousand bucks. The problem was there they didn't make any another one he did they hadn't made wine. Prior to 1924, and he was selling a 1923 bottle. That's just sloppy. You know, I don't like criminals, but when they, you know, mess up their research, they deserve even worse. <laughs> At this point, wine was, and high-end wine especially, was exploding, and you could make huge money and take these risks and get away with it. I think it's really impressive that Kurniawan got away with it for a long time, but then when he got caught. They kind of threw the book at him. He got 10 years in jail in 2013. They let him out. This is, to me, amazing. They released him in November of 2020. So he served um, seven years. But then they deported him in 2021. Really interesting gap there. But Rudy won? not a Not a good guy. But, you know, it shows how clever people can be and still end up getting caught. Anyhow, love you. Night.